podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Episode 34, Gatti episode. Yeah. It's nice. I like it when you put titles like this on there. It's the Arturo Gatti episode because in Floyd Mayweather's 34 fight, he beat Arturo Gatti. For fuck's sake. (laughs) That's not what I thought it was, for fuck's sake. That's Uh, that's disgraceful. That was the first time I saw Floyd. It was magical. I fell in love. That was the night. A sad... (laughs) I mean, we knew this, but... It's just ruined the podcast, I don't really want to record anymore after that. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So um, let's let's start again. Actually, before we start, actually, we're just going to say um, thank you for the people that have left reviews uh, for the oh, podcast. Very yeah. nice of you. Very kind. Uh, well, it doesn't matter if they're good or bad. Reviews no, are, are fine. I quite like reading the bad ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good. Um, uh, if you want to do reviews, and obviously hit us up on on iTunes. The Twitter account is at below the belt underscore. Facebook.com forward slash B2B pod. Uh, the Instagram uh, page is below the belt pod as well. And that's where uh, Twitter and Facebook in particular is where you can get involved with the Fantasy League, which we'll have an update on at the end. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get straight into it then. So let's let's go kind of time wise. So Taylor Pistol. Uh-huh. Channel 5. Channel 5. Yeah, nice one. Was. is on another channel. Yeah. I don't think they do a bad job, Channel 5. I they? think they're quite... They had Al Bernstein doing like the play-by-play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't normally do play by play when he does it in America, but I thought he was quite good. And it was him and was it Anthony Ar- uh, Alex Arthur. Mm. They, they were together. And so they when, were... You say, when you say play by play, what does that mean? So that's like the main commentator who says, "Oh, left hook from yeah. Taylor," that kind of guy. And then the color commentator is the guy that provides analysis. Uh, so yeah, it's wrestling was... talk really. Isn't oh, it? I was using wrestling talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. So you would say a play by play would be Jim Ross color. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry Lawler. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well all done. of you attitude Aaron nerds out there. Uh, okay, so um, let's start backwards with the fight first. I want to know what you thought of scoring first before we talk about the fight. They were probably on par with Brandon Rios, Richard Abreu as the worst scores I've ever seen in boxing. They were terrible. I actually thought Postel probably just nicked that fight. I so I have to fight. say, I didn't, I didn't watch the fight live and I've seen bits of it back, which okay. I think has coloured my... Uh, opinion because I actually thought Taylor nicked it right um, and that's fine yeah but I haven't seen it all throughout its duration yeah. I must say um, the reaction to it again online as ever when we get cards like this, particularly domestic cards is this is this feeling of do you know what we talk about how bad Germany is we talk about how bad you know Russia places like that can be yep. you know look at us surely we're even worse because we because of the amount of shows we put on and and particularly when it's on free to air television, this makes us even worse. Is, is that something you go along with or, or is it is it dodgy or is it incom- uh, incompetence, essentially? <laughs> um, they were so bad. They really were. Like 119-108 was one of the cards. So 11 rounds to one. Mm. Postol was winning the first half of that fight. There was no doubt about it. Taylor come on really well at the end, but... It is corruption, isn't it? It is. It's. But oh, is it? I think it's a nice hotel. It's a nice brass. You know, it's just. 
I don't know. It just feels like they come. They come over here, and there's always a terrible card. There's always at least one awful, awful card on a British show, and it can't be a coincidence. T, do you think? Do you think it's uh, incompetence, or is there? You know, even if it's an unbiased kind of, that sounds really an unbiased dodginess, and the fact that oh, do you know what they put me up in a lovely hotel. Uh, the food's been great you know, um, but they're professionals they shouldn't be thinking like that I think it's incompetence myself because mm. it was a very partisan crowd and I think if you're going to get a bribe make it that's not subtle is it yeah that's not subtle giving yeah. Postor one round if you know that's going to that's going to um, bring up all kinds of conspiracies with that I think it's incompetence and I don't even think I mean obviously us three are based in the UK we watch a lot of fights in the UK so we're going to have what, the podcast is going to lean that way but I think in the last 10 years, there's been lots of bad cards. Yeah. And I don't know, I think maybe in the next five to 10 years, they may redo judging overall. I think there's going to be an overall coming up soon because that's just, this is an honor. Really. There's a possibility that in, because it was, it was in Glasgow, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, that they were, that the judges were scoring the crowd noise instead of scoring yeah. what they're seeing. Okay. Scoring with their ears instead mm. of with their eyes. And, I know someone that was there, and he thought that Taylor won it by 117-109 or 110, whatever it was, 110, which, again, I thought was mad. But maybe you could get caught up in it, being there and being all the noise and the atmosphere of it. You could, perhaps. But, again, that's, you know, this is, this, boxing is one of the few sports where we where we kind of let that, not slide, but it, it can be used, well, just like you have then, you know, it can be used as something to try and organise yeah. it. If that, happened, that wouldn't happen in football. Well, well I'll, I'll say that actually, yeah, that probably does happen. You know, the bigger clubs has probably got yeah. the shader of it. So, but but you are a professional, do you know? I mean, the the, the smallest score, if you're like, the smallest gap, so it's one seventeen, one ten, one eighteen, one ten, and one one nineteen, one oh eight, as you said, Cal. So seven rounds was the minimum in there, and I think you're both right. I think I think you're right. There must be there, there's got to be some type of subconsciousness yeah. to it, whether it's yeah. noise, whether it's the fact they've had a nice hotel yeah. or a brass, as you say. <laughs> Uh, but also on the fact of, do you know what? Like T said, you know, if you're going to be dodgy, don't be doing it ten yeah. rounds. Have it tight. Exactly. You know? Have it yeah. tight. Yeah. <laughs> so Cause it was a competitive fight. I mean, Posto was very really aggressive, wasn't when it? When I saw the knockdown, I thought, okay, that's probably one in the. I, I, yeah. And I very rarely score if I wasn't scoring that one. But I thought the knockdown probably won in the fight. So maybe one fifteen, one thirteen. There was a lot of really close rounds. A lot. There was three or four really, really close rounds. And I'll be honest, I was giving most of those to Postol because I just thought he just did that little bit more. Yeah. I really liked his body work. I thought his body punching was really good and he was consistent with it. He was mm. consistently body punching and a lot of the time that can be ignored. Uh, he was also really aggressive and he was very aggressive from the first round. Yeah. So when the halfway mark came and Alex Arthur said, oh, I've got Taylor Four up, I was thinking, fuck. Well, that was my next question. What was, yeah. what was the... I watched it. I watched it on silent, essentially. Yeah. Because of to, because yeah. of what had happened, so I thought right, I'll try and watch it then. Which is, uh, which is, and I still came to that that conclusion that Taylor just nicked it. But what was it like on TV? Was it was it was ridiculous? I think they were. Did you they feel were, like it was? They were quite praiseworthy of of uh, Postal. They were praising him, saying, "Oh, he's been quite aggressive. Oh, he's done really well here." Mm. But then they give Taylor the round, and so, and I think, like I said, there was a lot of close rounds. And I think Alex Arthur, who's really quite friendly with Josh Taylor, is going to give his mate the round because they're really, really close. Yeah. Whereas I'm watching it at home and I was thinking, I think Postel just that little bit more then. You don't really want to score even rounds. What was Postel's camp's reaction? He didn't. He did nothing. He really? He off. Yeah. I think he knew. I think mm. he just knew. He was really aggressive. That's, that's the most depressing part for me. I is really that on a, in a fight like that where it could have gone either way, 
Uh, and it's almost like he's known the fact that he hasn't gone and you know he either hasn't knocked him out or or had him down a couple around um, a couple of times within the fight. He knows, and that's what depresses me: the fact that they they know and they can accept it so easily. Well, it's, it reminds me a bit of the Stevenson Jack fight in that um, Postal will probably be doing most of the work for the round, and Josh Taylor will hit him with a shot. The crowd goes mental in the last thirty seconds, and then they probably give him the round based on. Mm. It's, it's tricky, but isn't it? Arthur Abraham was another one that did that an awful lot, particularly towards the end of his career. Yeah, um, you know, arguably you could say it won in the Paul Smith fight the first yeah. time round. Um, but yeah, it, it's tricky, isn't it, with, with the scoring? Is, but yeah. uh, look, we've had numerous conversations about scoring, so we won't go. I'm not going to say it was an easy again. fight to score because yeah. it wasn't. So with Josh Taylor, though, I mean, if you're looking at it positive, positively, yeah. you go below average performance for for Josh, but came through got the result you know granted probably wider than it should have been but but probably got the result yeah on on to you know and that's a was a final eliminator and now on for the it's wbc final eliminator wasn't it so yeah he'll he'll then go into uh well actually no we don't know we know that he's going to go into yeah into breaking the news now. he's going to into the wbss it's officially been announced so and the wbc champ is an limit so i don't yeah. know what that does now that must be some serious money then oh yeah they yeah. must be yeah for him but They've got three of the champions of WBSS. They've got Carol Relic, who's the yeah. WBA champion. They're going to have the vacant IBF title contested. Mm. And they're going to have Marie Tucker, who beat your favourite Terry Flanagan a few mm. weeks ago. So they're going to be three belts in it. So Josh Taylor's looking at it thinking, OK, I could miss the tournament and win one belt. Yeah. Or I could go in the tournament and potentially win all, win three. So you can see what it's, a, it's the smart move and it's probably more money. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah... He could probably win all three. He could win it. He could win it. Yeah. He's very good. He is very, very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm thinking about all those, those from, I mean, the, so the vacant IBF will probably be, yeah, I mean, yeah, either, either he's right, actually. I bet the money is fantastic as well, but yeah, yeah, that he, he could take all three of those. Yeah. That, if, if Progray goes in it, if Regis Progray yeah. goes in it, he's in big, if that's the fight. I would love for that to be the final for three of the belts. Mm, and well, I'm still depends, not... Depends on the seedings though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it depends on how it's seeded. And he is, he is very exciting, uh, yeah. but I'm, I'm still not, yeah. no, I'm not, I'm not buying into it massively just I think yet, it but... probably depends on where the fight happens as well. Yeah, but like I said, that, that's that's big news for Josh Taylor and, and, and it's a it's a credit to the to the WBSS as well, really, to, to be getting what they're getting this time round in terms of the calibre of fighters. So so that's decent. Good. Okay, well, we don't need to talk about what's next for him then, because we know. Um let's talk about uh let's talk about Tyson Fury. Okay, because let's get it out of the way. Yeah. Because I think the least time we spend talking about it the better. Yeah. Uh so Tyson Fury made his comeback against Sefa Safiri. Um in Manchester, fantastic crowd behind it. I would say, in terms of the reaction that he got, I thought it was great. There was some trouble in the crowd, which he seemed probably, to enjoy. Was, yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he watched every minute of that yeah, fight. Yeah. Um, but look, it was it was a bit of a farce, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was great to see him come out to a full capacity, like a you know for, yeah. for a sold out arena. Because Tyson Fury's never traditionally been the biggest ticket seller. Mm. He's never really sold tickets, and you could see he really enjoyed the the ring walk coming out. Um, but then when the actual bell went, you could see he was nervous, mm. even though he was t- twice the size of the guy. The guy was no threat at all. He could see he was really nervous, and hence why for two rounds 
he was just messing about mm. to the point where Phil Edwards had to go no box now. Yeah, it reminded me of Hay Harrison when uh, when they weren't they were just messing about and he goes come on box, and it was one of those. Do you know what made it worse? Right, was when uh, Safiri started like doing a little alley shuffle and stuff. That's what that's what started to make me cringe because I was right. like Tyson's doing it all right, playing up a bit a little bit. He's back and all the rest of it. But then when the other guy started doing it, I thought. Oh Jesus! This yeah. is—they both know what this is. What this was meant to be from the start, and yeah, it was. I, I, I was like, you know, giving it all the, the champ, the champ's back, yeah, and all yeah, this, yeah. hoping that he would just go in and put a relatively okay performance, and we would all just move on with our lives. But I was hard to watch. It was, was hard, hard to watch. Uh, there were rumours as well that um, when he retired on his stool, that that wasn't necessarily just his corner's decision. Yeah, that there was other people saying, right, let's just finish this thing now right, already, right. which wouldn't surprise me either. But T, what did you make of it? I mean, uh, I, I didn't, he's back. I didn't see it, but I think by now I kind of got the gist of, of what happened. Um, you got to compare it to, to Amir Khan because Amir Khan came back against someone who wasn't very good, and Amir Khan just got him out of there, uh, forty seconds. And okay, Fury is not a knockout artist, but Fury should just go in there, and blast a guy, make a statement. Because before the fight, he was saying, oh, you know, I'll beat Wilder, I'll beat Joshua. And he's still saying it now, but mm. that fight doesn't move the needle at all. It doesn't move the needle at all, so I don't know where he is. I think he should have fought on a Murray card himself. Yeah, I mean, what in terms of in terms of the end, the achievement of being just back in the ring, of losing whatever it's been, nine stone, yeah. you know, obviously still some way to go, which he was quite open about afterwards, you know, yeah. oh, how can you not be? Um, and, you know, after going through everything that, that he's gone through, right right or wrong, you know, whatever yeah. you think of the rights and wrongs of it all. Yeah. Um, you know, it was an achievement just to get back in, and, and it should have been a bit more of a celebration of him being back rather than it turning into the farce it was. But he'll now fight on the Carl Frampton undercard uh, against. We're not not sure against who yet. No. But um, Eddie Hearns told us to expect someone pretty much exactly the same, and this was part of the reason why they say they didn't go with Matchroom in the end, or Matchroom didn't. You know, they didn't link up together, Matchroom and Fury, because the, obviously Eddie Hearns would have felt, you know, blimey, I get enough stick putting on the cards I put on now. I try to put if if. I must say, actually, yeah, if Eddie Hearn had put on that fight, imagine the absolute uh, yeah. sieve that it would have been. So, um, so yeah, so w- what do we see? So he said about three or four fights before he's before he's I ready. And, do you think it'd be the same level? Or would it, it's got to be a, after that, because it was such a fight, it's got to be a type of step, surely. I think oh. he's, yeah, I th- I've, I do think he was really nervous. I, I, I think he was really, really nervous. I think... Him just getting back in the ring was an achievement for him, and now he can. I don't think that next person's going to be much better. They may be a bit bigger. Mm. I think that's more important that they're actually a little bit closer to his own size. That geezer look like a light heavyweight. Mm. Um, so if he can just have fight someone his own size, but somebody can look good against, I think have the rest of the year just fighting people just to get the rest of the timber off because there's still a little bit he needs to lose. I have to say more than a little yeah. bit but another I give him huge credit to being where he yeah, is at this time. another yeah. stone or two that he's got to lose but if we can just fight two, three more times people of that level or a bit better and then next year you can think okay, fight Manuel Char get the regular belt mm. and then start looking at Joshua and, and because things are being taken care of with Joshua Wilder at the moment and we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that in a bit more detail because there's been some movement this week but um but yeah, so he's got to, he has got time to do this type of thing, hasn't he? Can we just make a little quick note about Nathan Gorman on the um, yeah card? Because I thought uh, I, I thought he was he was pretty. He keeps continuing to look good. Yeah, against yeah. Uh, relative opposition, but yeah, 
But he's he's someone we should be a little bit excited about, don't you think? Yeah, I think he's he's really neat and tidy, isn't he? And he's you look at him and you think he'd just be a brawler just by looking at him you know, aesthetically, but he's very neat and tidy. He's a very nice little boxer. But Ricky Hatton was quite keen to point out that he has got some spite about him, mm. and he showed that in the fight when he got the stoppage. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a good performance, and you know they're talking about the Daniel Dubois fight. But Frank Warren said after Dubois won that that's four or five fights away kind of thing, which is a shame really because I think, you know, I think that's that's a good fight. That's yeah. a good fight for both of them. I see what part of that there because we'll talk we'll talk more about the British heavyweight scene because we had a yeah. question about it didn't we later yeah. on. We, we, we can talk more particularly about Dubois and, yeah. and how his heavyweights have, have moved have moved forward. Um, and then very quickly, sorry, Anthony Yard. Yes. All right. So Anthony Yard did what? What we hope that he would that he would do um, on the on the Murray card, yeah. Um, but there has been a lot of stick, a lot more stick than usual as well. That's come in for for Frank Warren and, and for um, Box Nation BT, however you want to describe it now, um, about how Yard's being progressed. Yeah, uh, it does seem like it's very slow, yeah. slower than usual. T. Um, I thought he did what he has to do in that fight and get the guy out of there. He's, he's had no amateur career. I think the issue. He has, is that light heavy is, is, is half decent at domestic level, you know, and um, he's facing these random guys and it's just not making him look good at all. You know, Callum Johnson's fighting the Turbia, that's mm. been announced this week. And um, Hosea Burton, I think he's pretty much given up on the hope of fighting him. And Bullioni's just kind of there waiting in the background. I don't know, I think he's got to be, I think this is the year where he's really got to do something. He really does have to do something this year. I think he's, he did, he mentioned in an interview after saying, look, I'm going to do things my way. You know, I'm not I'm not letting anyone tell me what I should and, and shouldn't be doing, which is nice. It's nice to see a boxer take some some control. Um, yeah, I think it's important over his, over his career like yeah. that. But you know, he's he's got a lot of goodwill in the fact of he looks great, he's entertaining, and he sells uh, tickets. And he sells tickets. Um, but there's only a certain amount of time before that starts to to fade away. I think it was at the um, a Cody Chamberlain fight. I remember Dave Caldwell said to us, "Look, you know, things change very quickly." You know, being able to sell tickets and, you know, you go to your first next couple of fights and it's not particularly entertaining or you're knocking over a bum or a can or whatever, those tickets start to dwindle. They go down 50, they go down 60 every time, you know. Because Caldwell was, um, I think he tweeted after the fight about, you know, about his opponent and he mm. got a bit of grief for it, but he's saying, look, at some point you're going to have to have a step up in class. And um, even if the Dubois thing saying, oh, wait, four or five fights, who cares if he loses? Does, yeah. You know, Isaac Chamberlain... And it's not terminal to lose a fight at this level. Mm-hmm. Just, just keep going. Just and that's what's changed as boxing's got bigger in the UK. I mean, it's in a fantastic position now. Is that people are going to be less, and particularly the type of fans that have moved into boxing. You know, I'm one of them. You know, for in the last six, seven years, that has has moved over from someone that was, you know, part time and watched every now and then to someone who's who's who watches everything he possibly can now. And so my my issue is if someone loses, it's not the end of the world. Uh, and and I have less patience than perhaps someone who's been involved with, with the game for a lot longer in terms of how people are moved forward. So, you know, they have to develop for these markets. They have to give in to these markets. But Hatton had about forty odd fights before he fought Mayweather, and a lot of them. I mean, he fought, he fought Thaxton, a few half decent people, but he's fighting a fair few cans along the way. I think Kawasaki was the same. I think he beat Lacey and fought Manfredo, the the contender bloke. Mm. So there's a history of um, people being moved along slowly, albeit those two are different to Anthony Yard. But yeah, I think I agree in that in the current era, you're not going to get away with fighting that calibre of fighter when you're on the cusp of moving on because there's enough competition domestically. Um, if I don't watch Anthony Yard, I can watch someone else. Yeah. I don't have to watch him. Mm. Yeah, what you say is right, Al. You know, 
he does sell a lot of tickets, but it does start to add up. You're paying sixty quid to go and see him every time, you know, and he's knocking over muck. He's sixteen and zero now, Anthony Yard. He's mm. dubbed, number two with the WBO. He's behind Marcus Brown and right in line there for a shot of Sergei Kovalev. I'm not saying by any means he needs to fight Sergei Kovalev, but God, Joshua Boatsy's fighting Ricky Summers after six fights. Yeah. I wouldn't mind him seeing him fighting Ricky Summers, to be honest. Mm. That's you know just someone domestically like. He was talking about, oh, fight Bullioni. And it was like, fight Burton. And then yeah. he can fight for the title. Like, now, I think the title's going to be vacant now, isn't it? Yeah. Now that yeah. Callum Johnson's fighting for the world title. Then, you know, that, that title's going to be vacant. Go for, like, domestic. Go for domestic title. But I think Cause it's just... Bu- yeah, because Bullioni's coming back in a 10-rounder, I think, on the on the O2 undercard. So, yeah. you know, point. I mean, yeah. you know, that's something that could... Well, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about box office I mean, and stuff. I mean, the, bo- the bloke he fought was meant to be after it, and I think he thought... I think he fought Krasnick even as a And he's never yeah. been down. He's never yeah. he'd never yeah. been knocked down. Yeah. So there was I mean the guy was the guy was half decent, but um no, I think there is a level of goodwill that is gonna erode if he's if he, if we're having the same conversation in twelve months' time then yeah. I don't know. I think there's an element of his mouth writing checks that his gloves can't cash right now. Like he's saying a lot of things. He said something the other day. Not that he can't, but perhaps yeah, he can, we don't know that he, he can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like yeah. he said something the other day. The level I'm at, I don't need so and so. It's like what level? Mm. The level fight. And there's rumours, and there's rumours that he's a bit chinny as well. I mean, I've seen a few Twitter whispers about that. Maybe that's why they're protecting him. But yeah. but who cares? I mean, if if Andy Yard is chinny, I would still love to see. I I'll, I'll see him as yeah. someone who won't give up easy. I see him getting down, knocked down two, three times, and still winning a fight. I watched that. Yeah, and I think, and it's it's quite obvious that you know BT Box Nation, it's Tyson Fury. Yeah, obviously they've got Carl Frampton, but that's starting to you know Carl's starting to come towards the end of his his career, perhaps. But Daniel Dubois and Anthony Yard are the you know they're 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 the ship. Yeah, you know, that is that is the crown jewels. So yeah. I I get why they're probably being a bit more protective over them than most. Okay, um, uh, Terry Flanagan. So on the same so on the same sort of time, Terry Flanagan lost uh, his unbeaten record, um, losing to Maurice Hooker. In pretty convincing style, I It thought. was, wasn't it? I watched a bit of video of Maurice Hooker beforehand because I'd never seen him. Mm. And uh, so I went on YouTube and watched a bit and I thought, oh, he's neat and tidy. He flicks out his jab a bit. His jab's not really that good. I thought, oh, Flanagan will stop this guy. But I thought Maurice Hooker won. I thought he won fairly comfortably and the judges actually got it right, which was really good to see. You know, yeah. Maurice Hooker came over to, to Britain and he and he got a decision over here. Um, so, no, fair, fair play to him. And, uh, you know, he'll he'll do something in the tournament. I don't know what does Fanagan do next. Does he hope to get an unseeded spot in the WBSS, or is that am I being I th- unrealistic? No, I th- I think that could happen because I think, um, because I think there's space for those types of fighters in. I think we've seen in some of the, in the other ones already that there are spaces yeah. for that type of person because it will cost a little bit less, and and it and it and it almost forges a path for the ones that you need to get to a final or a semi final yeah, where yeah, it is yeah. the bigger fights. You know. Um, but the fact that he's, you know, he's lost out on that on that super lightweight title now is is a blow for him because that would have, you know, that was the next that was the next step. And I I think they were very very confident um, of going into that. But I don't know what it was. There wasn't anything. There wasn't anything about it. But I thought, oh, you know, he's he's under par or he's he's not doing what he usually does. Yeah. It just did not work. He just looked. He just got out boxed, didn't he? Yeah. He just got out. The guy just moved him around a bit. You yeah. know, it's what. They, but do you see what I mean? I didn't come out of that thinking, oh, Flanagan was below par yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was probably about the same as he always is, but yeah. just wasn't even wasn't good enough up to this level. So you, do you think you can go back down? Uh, no, 
It's very. I mean, how old is he now? Twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah. That's difficult. That's difficult to go back down. Yeah. You know, There's more money than one thirty five domestically. Yeah. It could just be a case of he he did so well at lightweight because he was a big lightweight, mm. and now he's not a big junior welterweight, and he's come up against a you know a guy that's been a junior welter, and he just got found out a little bit. Yeah. And just got moved around a little bit, and perhaps the you know the layoff you know had some time yeah. into it as well. It's a shame. It's going to be one of those careers. I think we all look back on and go. Mm. Could have been, could have been much better. Even though he's, you know, world title and fought for another one, another way, and yeah, he needs to hope he can get in that tournament. Yes, yes, he does. Um, also, we saw Terence Crawford beat Jeff Horn uh, to take the WBO weight title. Terence Crawford is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, number one pound for pound. I'm going to keep saying it. He is. Yeah, yeah. Is I, I'm not. I'm we not. should do our own uh, blow the belt pound for pound list. Maybe, yeah. maybe every single pod. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we can do that. Yeah, let's do uh, it. Once, once every. Once a quarter. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so he looked great, didn't he? He did look great. He looked yeah. really good. Um, Horn was like, he's he's another one, massive mm. at the weight, massive. You know, he looked massive compared to Manny Pacquiao when he fought him. He looked massive compared to Gary Cockeran when he fought him. And he came up against Crawford, who's yes, he was moving up, but is a was a big junior welter. Yeah. He's going to be a decent sized welterweight. He's just quality. He just looks so relaxed. I yep. mean, it is men. It's like it, it's like his heart rate isn't above sixty-five. <laughs> what do you it's, think he's better? Do you think he's better at orthodox or when he's southpaw? Southpaw. What do you think, T? It's hard to tell. He doesn't bow so well. Yeah, I think he might be more better ag- aggressively when he's an orthodox. I think his footwork is more difficult to deal with when he's in southpaw. Yeah, because of for the obvious reasons, particularly obviously if, if you're fighting someone orthodox, but. What it what it does do is it makes it makes almost his back foot move more. Mm. So the angles of where he's moving off from, if I throws a couple of punches and then the angles that he's moving off to, I mean he doesn't go back in straight lines ever anyway. Yeah. But the angles that he moves off into are are even more defined, if that makes sense. Right. It gives him more opportunities. I, I think. I mean, you might be right. Aggressively, it might be it might be better orthodox. But I think it's similar to Tyson Fury. Yeah. Because when Tyson Fury, you know, in his pomp, I know that's, that sounds silly, but. When he was southpaw, he was better. But when he was orthodox, he was more aggressive and more... He could attack better because it was his natural way of boxing. And mm. I think that's the same with Crawford, I think. When he... You saw him switch to... He switched back orthodox, didn't he? He was yeah. around six or something. He really started to put it on horn. But then... And I think... And I think he's just, he's just that little bit more aggressive in that stance. Is it a tactic in itself, do you think? At different, different stages of the fight? Or is yeah. it just purely a comfort thing? It, depending on how comfortable he feels at certain times... I think he's a bit like Floyd Mayweather, where he can adapt in, in during the fight. Hmm. He just see he just has a look, and then during the fight, he goes, "I'm gonna have a little switch now, and I'm gonna have a look at him in an orthodox, and then he might go back to southpaw." But he's he's doing exactly what Fury did, where he is now basically primarily a southpaw, yeah, and then just kind of switches to orthodox every now and again. But it really, is a southpaw fight. Mm. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. But no, nah, he's he's quality, and he, for me, yeah, he is the pound for pound number one. I can have Lomachenko at number two. I'm not gonna jump up and down about it, but yeah. I no, think. I think I, I think I'd agree with you. I think I'd agree with you. Um, can I talk about Errol Spence's abs? Because they have abs. <laughs> yeah, his abs have abs. Yeah, don't they? yeah. Uh, ridiculous. I thought it was a Photoshop at one point, the first time. Yeah. I thought someone's thought someone's yeah. taken a mic there, but it it looked like a woodlouse's back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see anything like it. It was ridiculous. Uh, and he, 
you know, made just short work of and his. It didn't even um, look like that naughtier body punch, did it? It didn't look like, oh my he was God. That's into the a, body, though. He was yeah, that's, yeah, he was going for it, but yeah. it wasn't like when the final shot, it wasn't yeah. like, oh, that's a rib breaker. But he just worked and worked and worked and just, the guy was really young. He was like 21 or something. Yeah. Like, but he, it was his mandatory. He had to get him out of the way. Yeah, Acampo's no, I mean, no, he's, he's, not, no mug. he's not a mug. No. You know, look, nowhere near the level of Errol Spence. No. I think we all knew what was going to happen to an extent, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, he just, he looked like he was like, do you know what? I shouldn't even be having to do this. Let's just get this out of the way. That's what should happen when you fight someone below your level. Yeah. And that's what was annoying about Fury to a degree is that um, just smash the guy. Don't showboat. Just fuck yeah, it up. Yeah, but it's such so Getting different. It's such different. I guess what you're saying. I mean, it's, yeah. say it's been been out, been out of boxing for two years and, you know, it's not that easy to just go back into it. But, but I the think Amir draw... Khan is yeah. something that's an example of what you do mm. when someone, when you know you're better than someone, just go in there and... But is that because that's up? the only way Amir Khan fights anyway? Yeah. Well, it... it it helps Khan because that, that is the way he fights and it's helpful but I think I just think make a statement man just yeah. smash the I really up. do think Fury was really nervous yeah alright well let's not go back but over yeah. it but, but so so for Errol Spence who you know we're massive fans yeah. Yeah. We, we saw him we got the joy of seeing him live oh yeah um, great. yeah and so I mean what really I mean he's he's talked about you know right, well, coming back to the UK where where can we see him anyway coming back here other than you know even well, I think Brooke he talked about Brock yeah Brooke yeah he'd have to move up he'd have to move up and win a belt or if Khan if he was to fight Khan at welterweight because mm. Khan's you know Khan's saying that he's he's a welterweight he wants to stay at welterweight yeah he wants to fight if he if he's going to fight but, Brooke he's going to fight him at welterweight then that's the fight then isn't it I heard Eddie talking about Pac, about the Pacquiao yeah. um, you know Pacquiao Matisse and, and what what goes on with that but I don't, I don't give a fuck about seeing Pacquiao now nah. you know I want to Khan Spence I'd rather have that than Khan Brooke no I don't give a fuck about Khan Brooke I do. I, I, I do because he's been ducking Brooke he has been ducking Brooke for years and I think they're both a little bit shot. Yeah. And so it's an equalish kind of fight, whereas Spence is going to destroy Khan. It'll destroy him in three rounds. It won't even be competitive. Mm, I don't... I think I think, Khan, I think Spence will, 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 will do him and, and do him quite well. But I think it would be competitive because I think, just by the nature of how Amir Khan boxes, and, and Errol Spence is relatively cautious, usually, to start with. And I, and I think... I think there would be something there. I, I just can't get excited about Khan Brook because... But who wins? What, out of Khan Brook? Yeah. Uh, Brook. How? I think he knocks him out. When? What round? Early. Really? Ish. That's a big sheep. Early-ish. I think... I'd say within the do first you, what, half of the Do you think Khan would beat him, T? <sighs> if Khan sticks to a game plan, it won't. Because right. it's not a very intelligent boss like that. But if Khan sticks to a game plan, who knows? Brook should win. Brook is a favourite. But... I think you've got to go for the fight that's a bit more competitive. I don't yeah. think Spencer V. Khan is competitive at it's all. If, if Brook Khan happens in, say, I don't know, let's say September, right? Yeah. What's going on with Virgil Hunter? He's not well. Okay. Yeah. So th- that's that's not... That worries me more um, in terms of in terms of why I think... I don't think Brook um, Khan would be able to stick to a game plan as much because I just think you've been with Virgil Hunter for a long time. Um, I forget the guy with the name... The name of the Dan Goosen. Dan Goosen. Dan Goosen. Um, oh, I just, yeah, I just think I think Brook is is at that weight. I think he has he does carry more power. I don't think there's many people that put their shots together much better than Kell Brook particularly. Yeah, that I agree. But it depends on the weight, doesn't it? I mean, it would have to be what it have to be what one fifty, one fifty, catch weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah one fifty. He just yeah. fought Phil Greco at one fifty. Yeah, I don't know what he's gonna. I don't know that. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was at, at one fifty catch weight. Mm. 
fight Brooke at 150 catch weight, but he don't want to fight Kel Brook. He just doesn't want to fight. I'm not sure Brooke wants to fight at 150 anyway. I think he'd fight him at 150. Well, I think they, I think they should. Look, money-wise, it's in there, but I think after hearing the interviews, you know, of different interviews that I've seen around Carstino, they've already talked about Pacquiao, already talked about Matisse. Uh, I don't think the Brooke fight's going to happen. Oh, wait, wait. Carl wants to fight Matisse? Yeah. Mm. Oh, my good God. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a feeling about Matisse. I think Matisse might do Pacquiao. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's controversial, is it? No. Pacquiao should beat him because Matisse actually didn't look that great in the last fight. I don't think he looked very good at all, and then he just mm. found a found a shot. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think. But who who the fuck knows which type of Pacquiao is going to turn up? Yeah, and he doesn't even have Freddie Roach anymore. He's got Boo Boy training him. Yeah, it, he's just doing what he likes now. He's it's. I think he's completely lost all ambition now. Right, well, let's let's stop before you go off on your Pacquiao. No, I, I actually like Pacquiao. I I was gutted. Of course, that course he you does. do. I like him now. Of course he's you lost, do. He's mate. lost to Floyd, so I like him now. <laughs> <laughs> he's taken his L. That's it. It's fine. But I I thought he got jobbed against Horn. Um, I like Pacquiao now. <laughs> I think Matisse might do him. All right, but getting back onto, so you've asked me about Brooke Khan. Yeah. So what do you you think it's Brooke could do him in like eight rounds? Yeah. T, you don't agree. Uh, Brooke is a favourite because Brooke is slightly fresher, but you just can't really rule out Khan because what if it happens at one fifty? You mean? Yeah, I don't know because I don't know. It's confusing. I don't, you, I don't know where Khan is. Because he only fought 40 seconds against Le Greco. Yeah. Mm. Um, he's got his hand speed. He's got power. And um, I think speed's usually the first thing to go. And that, and it's quite evident that that's still there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, it's interesting, yeah. But, I mean, it's been announced now that Khan's going to fight uh, Samuel Vargas yeah. um, uh, in Birmingham on the 8th of September. Uh, I mean... Blech. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the Amir Khan method. Yeah, it's, it is, it's fight. Soft guys try to get a big fight. That's it. Or a big fight that's not Kell Brook. That's just what he's Was done. Was he doing that in America though? You know, that's what he's done of... since Danny Garcia. Yeah. Since he lost to Danny Garcia, his thing has been soft guy, soft guy, soft guy. Oh please, Mayweather, give me a fight. Oh Pacquiao, give me a fight. Yeah. Soft guy, soft guy, and just try to get the big fight. And that was why he took the Canelo fight because Floyd had gone, Pacquiao had gone. But who just... did he fight in, in America before the Canelo fight? Yeah. What was his run up of fights before Canelo? He fought so Louis was... Calazzo. Yeah. Uh, he didn't fight for ages. Uh, Louis uh, Calazzo was twenty fourteen. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Um, Oh, Julio Diaz. He fought. Yeah, Julio Diaz, and the, the you know the American guy who's like more into other. Oh, Peterson. Oh, or... Chris Algieri. Yeah, Chris Algieri. He sorry, fought yeah. Chris Algieri. Yeah. yeah, and that was his last fight before he fought Canelo. Yeah, like I mean, Chris Algieri was probably not he a was, soft one. He was, a, but he's non-puncher. Yes, he's non-puncher. Okay, just, fine. He just didn't no punchers. Yeah, like this guy doesn't okay. want a puncher. It's just soft guy, soft guy, yeah. and get. He just wants a Mayweather. <laughs> Pacquiao, Canelo, he wants a link. Yeah, I mean, do you think that's where the, where the ambitions change? I think Brooke probably, you know, Brooke probably wants that defining fight Yeah. in terms of to, to say that this is what I've done. I mean, he's had obviously Golovkin, which was just a, a freak show, and then, you know, the Aerosmith fight, which he you know, got he got beaten in, you know, in his own football club. Um, you know, so that's more of a defining fight. Whereas Khan, it's more about those, that big... Uh, sorry, big payday for Brooke. Whereas Khan, it's maybe more about. I think. Do I, I want to go and win one more world title? Is that fair? Or? I think Khan has been blinded by the lights of America. I think he thinks he's too big for us little ones over here. I don't believe. That. I think he's he thinks he's too big to fight Kell Brook. He doesn't want that domestic fight. Whereas Kell Brook has fought the majority of his career over here in Britain. Mm. He wanted the football, the football ground thing. He wants the big domestic fight. Okay. I think Khan thinks he's above it. He wants the Vegas. No, I don't think that. I think I think he just thinks that he can't beat Kell Brook. 
and that. Uh, and he thinks, you know, what's the best way of being me being able to get to the end of the career with a legs that people look back and go, <laughs> without having to do, without having to fight broke, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, we'll see what happens with that. Um, Lewis Ritson uh, won the British title outright yeah. in an absolutely explosive um, finish yep. in the first... Yeah. It was the first round, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, he signed a new five-year deal with Matchroom. Yeah. I remember when he fought on the fought on a Matchroom car for the first time when he wasn't actually signed by um, Matchroom. Uh, and they were saying very much so about you know, get him on, get him on board, get him on board. But he's been a revelation. And Newcastle is an area that has not had, um, you know, someone to get behind in terms of decent level domestic boxing for some time. Uh, Eddie Hearn's the luckiest man in the world, isn't he? <laughs> He's quality, isn't he? Well, he is, as long as um, he keeps winning. Um, I think as he goes up the levels, he might be found wanting, but if he wins or loses, it's entertaining. Fuck me, he's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's what you want. That's what you want as a fan. I mean, if he was, you know, if, you, if you're a Newcastle fan and he was a local boy, you'd have to watch him. Mm. Can't take your eyes off him. Because you'd see the comparison, but then you watch Josh Kelly afterwards, Yeah. and it was like, okay, well, yeah, good, but... I, is it just me? Is fun. he a little bit dull? Yeah. A little yeah. bit. He's a bit dull, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Because when I first saw him, because I, I love Adam Booth, so yeah. once we've had Adam Booth, I'm like, yay. And so... I saw him and it was on the when he fought uh, Carlos uh, Molina yeah. on the yeah. uh, Joshua undercard. I thought, oh my God, you're so dull. And he is. He's boring, isn't he? Is he though, or is it, or is it the type of fights that he's in? Because none of them are giving him anything, any of these. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. I just find him dull. Mm. He's good. Yeah. He's good. I don't know what he what he can do. He might go further than Ritson. But I'd go to a Ritson fight up in Newcastle. Oh, hell you know? yeah. yeah. I think anyone would. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, that, that did look great. And even afterwards, that's the closest place that Eddie Hearn has been to getting a cheer at the end of, a, yeah. at the end of an interview. Yeah. It wasn't quite, but it was nearly there. Yeah. Ritson uh, beat Kelly as an amateur, so there might be something in that. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I like I, The thing I like most about Lewis Ritson is his Hamburglar shorts. <laughs> he just makes me think oh it's the Hamburg <laughs> let's, let's talk about his style though because yeah. gets hit um, and you saw in the Scotty Carter fight he was buzzed yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah but uh, even in the Scott Carter fight when you say buzzed uh, he didn't look buzzed I thought he looked buzzed I, I thought he got t- and it just made him reassess but I'm not sure whether it, it, stopped, it changed what he was going to do in any way shape or form personally but yeah, I mean, he's just box office. Oh, well, actually, I don't want to say that because they will say <laughs> box office within seconds. Oh. But, do you know what I mean? He's, don't he's, give any any ideas. Yeah, but that was... He's he's someone that you can get behind very easily, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he, he, he's Ed Valera without the um, domestic violence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Um, Scumbag. They're bringing Make, a film they're about, about, about him, him yeah, 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 yeah. God. European, fight, European title next? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. He's got, got it out. Who right is that? Uh, no idea. I know. Someone told me yesterday. Never mind, I'll find it in a minute. But yeah, European title fight. And then some decent... I mean, they're talking about a domestic fight with... Um, Campbell? Uh, yeah. Is it? Uh, not not Andy now. Andy Crawler? No. Oh. I want to see him wreck Andy Crawler. Yeah, I think he and would. I want to watch him. He would beat Andy Crawler. He would. Um, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I think Spencer Fearon said um, that he beats Crawler. I don't think Joe Gallagher was too happy about it. I think Luke Campbell is the fight, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I think that's the. He's going to fight Mendy again. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's like a final eliminator. Isn't yeah, it? so that's not going to happen, is it? So, yeah, Ritz, Ritz and Ritz and yeah, but Anthony's got no reason to take that fight. Why would you take that? No, fight? He won't take that fight. Yeah, he gets nothing out of it. Good. But he's um, he's, <laughs> he's been a bit. He's... I want Collar to fight Cal Yafai. 
<laughs> he just wanted to fight Sid Razak every yeah. week, didn't you? <laughs> just pad it out to a hundred. Yeah. Stick him in, put Cal Yafai and Charlie Edwards against Anthony Crawler. Yeah. Handicap and fight. Just get up to a hundred wins, just fighting, just yeah. flyweights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, bu- like butter bean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched butter bean the other day. Um, <laughs> I can't remember who it was against. Bart Gun. Can't remember. Can't remember. I also watched him on Jackass as well when he knocks out Johnny Knoxville oh, in the yeah, shopping yeah, centre. Yeah. And he actually goes like properly proper to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Like snoring. <laughs> and he's yeah. in like a hardware store, yeah. store or something. <laughs> what what the fuck, bro? Why would you even go in against him? Uh, I love that. I love that phrase. I love that phrase. I can't remember which bottle I said it now, but I say it all the time. I was like, oh, I can't wait to make you snore in public. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. Um, okay, yeah. So Lewis Richardson's one one to keep an eye off. He's he's going to be he's going to be great, and uh, I'm sure it, it won't be long. You know, he's done three rounds in his last three fights, so uh, it won't be long until we see him see him back out. Um, let's talk about Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. It quacks like a duck, walks like a duck. It's <laughs> a duck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me just set out where where everything seems to be at the minute after watching what seems like fifty thousand interviews from both sides of the pond over the last. Yeah, two go days. on because I don't watch any of it. Please. So Neither essentially, where where we're at is that um, the latest form of the contract was sent over from Matchroom to um, uh, to Shelley, uh, saying this is the, this is the the contract that we've got now. This is the date that we're looking at for um, date and venue. Not. Not decided yet, but you know what well, you know when around we're looking September time. Um, then an email came back to say, "Thank you for this. We'll give you our comments by Friday." The WBA is WBA, isn't it, Perfect Kenya? WBA have seen this and said, uh, 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 "No way, you're not having another week." Yeah, you've had seven weeks. Right. Um, that's enough. Now okay. you've got to sign by the end of by the end of today. Right. So, from the UK side of things or matchroom side of things, what they're saying is, look. Two weeks to give us comments on a on a um, on a on a contract. You know, yeah. tell us in twenty four hours. It's, it's, it's no problem. Yeah. So they're saying, look, they're, they're ducking it. From Wilder's point of view, Wilder did an interview um, himself with, with Michelle Joy Phelps, for example, where he was basically saying, look, I am involved with everything. Don't let people tell you that I'm not involved with any of this. I see every email, I see every communication, and the offers have been woolly at best, and and, and changing things that we've said that you can't change, and all the rest of it. Um, but he wanted $50 million. We gave him $50 million. They wanted it in the UK. We've said, okay, we'll come to the UK. Uh, and they're still not doing it. So that's their side of things. What Matchroom have said now, and what Adrian is saying now, but look, we've now got to fight Povetkin on uh, in September. You've had your time. That's it. Done. Okay, so whether people believe who's in the right or who's in the wrong, regardless. So we'll fight that. But we've got Wembley on the 17th of April, um, which will and we'll give you... Uh, 20 million, which is $20 million, I think it was, 15 million dollars, yeah, million. 15 million dollars for that. Didn't and you can take all the time in the world to, to make your comments on the contract because you've got time now, you sign it before April, you come back to us about it and we'll sign it within 24 hours, right? What we'll do in the meantime is because you're going to have to have a, a busy fight in September, yeah. you can fight Dominic Brazil, which we know you've had that signed and sealed and delivered for months and months, do it on the zone and we'll pay you 5 million quid. So you'll pay 20 million quid over your next yeah. two fights and then the Joshua ones all set up. So that's where we are at the minute, apparently, right. um, as, as to what will happen. So it looks like April, if it's going to happen. I saw all. Wilder said something about, uh, I don't know if that was on one of the interviews you saw out, that Joshua wanted to pick the officials and that I Joshua that. wanted, had a rematch clause in there, but only for him, not for Wilder. Yes, that is true, yeah. That is yeah. true, yeah. Okay. Wah, 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 wah. 
Yeah. I like you wearing a duck on your t-shirt today. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Quite, yeah, quite, yeah, quite, yeah. It's quite apt. Yeah. Very apt. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Joshua 22 on the back. Like, <laughs> um, it's like, it's is that what you think? Is, it, Joshua doesn't want to fight. I've been saying it all along. I've been saying it all along. There's no part of it. He doesn't... I'm not saying he's scared. I would never say a fighter's scared. Mm. Well, I don't know, I can't. <laughs> but... I think he's. I think maybe from a little bit from both sides, it's like let's just do this next year. Yeah, just yeah, this. We're not really because has anyone? There's not really been a vibe the last like since Joshua last fought of this fight's going to happen. Mm. Really has there? There's not really been any sort of murmurs or anything that it's going to happen. They want to just leave it. Have it next year in April. That's hopefully that's what that you know. And everything's that, safe. Pavetkin can't knock yeah. out Joshua. You okay. never know. Well, no, I suppose. But, but it depends if they let him juice or not. Yeah, let, let them both do it, man. Just have it away. He might have a heart attack in the middle of the fight, but hey, yeah. <laughs> entertainment. But do you think does this does this put if if what Eddie is saying is true now, yeah. or in terms of what he's what he what his plan is is true? Yeah. Does that put Wilder in almost? You have to take. You have to accept that fact. Not the not the intricacies of the deal. Well, the but, thing he's got a contract with Showtime though, isn't he, Wilder? And so to say, I'll give I'll give you five million quid. Oh no, I think I think Eddie did say you, I think Desert, I think Eddie did say he could be on Showtime as well. Yeah, he has to. You know, there's more to it. It's like yeah. he can't just go, "Oh, okay, I'll take your five million and I'll leave my network." Yeah, there's yeah, more yeah. to it than that. It's, but what yeah. I mean is, if if they're willing to say, "Look, we're both going to have fights in September," um, you know, we'll make sure you're taken care of for that fight in September, uh, as long as you get ready and, and everything signed for April, so that we can start four months worth of a build up. Yeah, it needs a long time to build up. Um, Does it? Because this is again, this is something I find uh, perhaps someone who is relatively new in, in, in into boxing in, in the last say five, six, seven years. Is this whole thing about having to build a fight, right? Right. Joshua Wilder is for, would be if all goes to plan for every belt, right? When they what do they mean? Am I being naive thinking that when they say build a fight, they just mean you know the normal things that you would do, go around press conferences, bits and pieces. So this stuff. is like this is like Mayweather, Pacquiao, Mayweather. But, but it's what I'm saying. So does it need it? Does it need to have yeah, a global world it tour? Does. Okay, yeah. so why? Why for the American market more than yeah. that? Okay, right. Not for us. All of us here, we all know Anthony Josh is a household name here. Yeah. Right. Everybody knows who he is, and therefore a lot of people know who Wilder is, but not many. Whereas in America, he was at the NBA, and it was it Charles Barkley that just called him. Or no, who is it? Reggie, Reggie Miller, Miller Reggie Miller Johnson, called him yeah. the completely wrong name. Anthony Johnson. So Anthony Joshua needs to become a name that yeah. Reggie Miller's going to know. Okay, you know? I, 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 well, I'll just make it completely clear. I'm not saying that you, know, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. What I'm saying is is that from some of the stuff that I saw, it was like, oh, it needs six months. And I'm like, really? It doesn't need six months. Yeah. It needs four. Because mm. you've got to do... Well, they've got a three-month training camp they've got to squeeze into it. Yeah. Plus, you want an all-access twenty HBO 24-7 yeah. type show mm. over there. You want a press tour in New York and LA and all the big markets over there, because what you're trying, to, what you're thinking about here, it's going to do shitloads of money over here. We know that. Yeah. You know, it's about selling a fuckload of subscriptions over there in in America. Yeah. And if it was on pay per view, well, right now, if it was on pay per view over there, traditional pay per view, not Dazzling or whatever it's fucking called, mm. what would it do? Six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand. You want it to do two million. Mm. You want to do big money, Mayweather money. You know, and so to do that, you need that four or five months to just build it up, press tours, all access, have them on, you know, um, Sports Center, all that shit in America, because it's about that market. This market's done. Yeah. It, Eddie Hearn's got it on lock. It's done. It's about that American market. You've got to tap into it. Okay. All right. We're talking about box office then. So um, the next box office we're going to be 
I was going to say subjected to them, but that's probably <laughs> part of the discussion that we're going to have. Um, is Dylan White against Joseph Parker? Yes. So there was a lot of uh, backlash originally from when it was announced that, that White Parker was going to be um, pay per view. Yeah. Since then, on the undercuts, we've got so we've got White Parker, we've got um, Kelbrook against Brandon Cook, another pretty uninspiring Canadian. Yeah. Um, uh, Barazzi against Ricky Summers. Yep. Um, which is good fun. Yep. Um, you got Del Boy against Takam. Yep. Which I think has probably probably like just that. saved it. I think. For, I quite like that fight. Um, and then we got Conor Ben against against Payne in the in the in the his rematch. rematch. Uh, and um, and Katie Taylor will be will be sprinkled in there as well. So so pay per view. We have this discussion so many times about about pay per view and is it worth it? But talking about this card in particular. Does a card of White Parker as not even a final eliminator yet? Yeah. Um, it might well be. I think they've they've applied for it to be the WBO, WBO um, yeah. final eliminator. Um, Kelbrook against a nobody and um, and Derek Chisora and Takam and Takam and Derek Chisora who lost his um, European title. His, fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's hot. It's borderline. Isn't yeah. It? It is, it's, isn't it? it's borderline. If, I think if Luke Campbell Mendy got added to it, which was rumoured for a little while that mm. that was going to get added to it, I think you would have been yeah okay fair enough. It's changed. It's pay per views changed over here now. Well, I think we we are still a little bit too precious about what goes on pay per view. It's different now. Mm-hmm. As, as soon as Bellew Cleverly Two was on pay per view, yeah. the game changed. It's no longer it's only Lewis Tyson, it's only Mayweather Pacquiao, it's only Ricky Hatton Manny Pacquiao. Mm. It's different now. Anything decent is gonna be on pay per view and it's gonna be twenty quid. It's... But why is it why is it I've got my opinion on why it's changed, but I'll I'll let you guys go first. So T why is it changed? Why is it now that a card like this can be pay-per-view. And, and on the whole, I think it is more widely accepted that, it, okay, it's pay-per-view. Is that because of just as a society how we move in terms of how much other stuff we pay for on top of our normal TV that we watch now? Or is it or is it, or is it something else? Well, I think he's got slots, hasn't he? He's got a fill. So we're going to get four or five pay-per-view cards a year. They're not all going to be AJ, so you can have a dipping quality at some point. Personally, I don't think I'll pay for it because I just don't really have any interest in either fighter. Um, I don't know, I'm a bit old school. I don't think I don't think it's worth their pay per view. But the way the way things have changed now, you know, that, that's, that's how it is. I suppose it's a bit like um, like football tickets. I remember thinking, oh god, I've got to pay fifty quid for this game. But now mm. that's almost your average game. Yeah. And um, well, I mean, it's a, so in America they pay up to a hundred dollars for yeah. pay per view. So we're we're okay for now. What what would you say to this argument of of, of pay per view? Dillian White has done everything that's been asked of him with the WBC, for example, and is now pretty much being strung along, isn't he? In terms of in terms of a, a, a world title shot yeah. until until he can probably get back in the ring with Joshua. Yeah. He, Eddie Hearn or Ma- and Matchroom want to give him the biggest payday they possibly can. They can do that with Joseph Parker, but to do it for both and to get pe- both of them to take this fight. As without a world title at shot, and both of them, you know, in relatively okay positions to to, to go again for a, for a world title soon, sooner rather than later. Uh, Pay per view is the only way to do that. Yeah, and um, it's a money thing, isn't it? But then, it, but then that's that's what was that's the argument that's been put across from from Matchroom, for example. Yeah, but then part of me wants to say no one's asked for this fight. No, this isn't like. 
you know, even Bell You Cleverly too, right? There was an element of people wanting to see that fight. Look, it turned into a single, but people wanted to see it, right? The fact that they ended up putting on paper, I think blindsided a few people, but but the will was there for that fight. This fight came out of nowhere because yeah. the night before we thought he was fighting um, Luis Ortiz. Yeah. That's what the rumour was going around York Hall when we were yeah, there the yeah, night yeah, before, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So, so part of me is like, no one wants to see, no one's asked for this fight. So justifying it is, oh, we want to give him the best payday we can and to get both fighters together for this fight, the only way we can pay them both properly and to get them to take this fight is by doing it pay-per-view. Yeah. Does that wash? I think that's the realities of the business now. That, that is the realities. In order to pay Joseph Parker to travel to England, because yeah. he's used to being in New Zealand and fighting yeah. in New Zealand and being the home fighter and all of that. In order to get him over... Yeah, they are going to have to pay him handsomely in order to do so. I get that, the business side of it, but... Do we like want him? No, I'm not particularly... Well, I don't particularly rate Joseph Parker. Mm. I think Dylan will probably beat him yeah. in England. I don't think it'll be a great fight. It's, and then, yeah, you talk about the undercard fights. The, none of them are like, oh, that's going to be great. Like, Your core fights, man. Chisora Takam is like, nah. Yeah. Like, it's just none of them... None of them make, oh, I'm looking forward to that. Like, you, need to have, you need to have a co-main event. To I think for pay per view to work, I think yeah. Campbell Mendy would have saved it. Yeah, but if, I wouldn't have saved it for me. No, I buy everything, so I'm, I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't buy it either. But I just think um, I, I, it's difficult to come across because I want, you know, I, I get why people are just like, look, this is ridiculous. I pay X amount for Sky, oh, know, and, this, yeah. and this is this is put on top for something that is not and Sky that, that none of us none of us have asked for. And they plonk adverts on drawing it. Well, which really bothers my piss. Okay, well, <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Although a break from Johnny Nelson is never bad. Yeah, but and to, so, so, so it's a difficult one because I understand as to why. I just I don't want it to get to a point where there's like T said, there's there's gaps to be filled and all right, yeah. what can we do? Because that's what it feels like. They go right, we've got this date of whatever it is of July, seventeenth yeah. of July, or whatever. Um, right, what can we do as a pay per view? Not going to be able to get Joshua Wilder. Okay. And that Bellew's just gone. He's the only other one really who's pay per view for everything pretty much now. Who else we got? No one really. Yeah. We're gonna have to make a fight yeah. that is not massively being particularly asked for because yeah. we can't get Brooke Khan done by July. Um, so it feels like it's gone right. What can we do? What can we make to fill this slot? Rather than what have we got that is worthy of us going right? Yeah. You're gonna have to pay twenty quid for that. It's like they've crowbarred in a yeah. just get that in the slot, and then that's hence the Kell Brook fight. Yeah. You know, with a Canadian geezer. It's just. Yeah, it is, it is a reach. It is it's a, a reach. perfectly good matchup. I, th- yeah. I mean, I was happy when it was made. Mm. If it was on but Sky Sports, you'd be like, yeah. yeah, this is all right. Yeah. But when, when it's made pepper for you, I just think, well... I thought that they were then going to go... That undercard would have been much, much stronger than perhaps it is. Yeah. Baratzi Summers is, is, is a good fight. But I don't pay extra money to see Josh Baratzi may take a step up. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what I mean? And if you want to build him to be a star, people, I, people have got it completely backwards, I think. People mm. are like, oh, I'm, I've boxed on pay-per-view. And then no fucker watched you, mate. Yeah, it's like he should be on Sky. Every fight he has should be on Sky. Can't have been the same. Every fight should be on, you know, normal Sky, not really on pay per view because no one's going to watch it. And I don't think this is going to do massive, massive numbers. Has it yeah. sold out? Yeah, I think so. I think they released it. They they released another a few a couple hundred pre sale ones again, but that was about it. Yeah. So Bellu Bellu um hey did about eight hundred thousand buys. Bravo, bravo. So where exactly. does this go? Five, six. Two, really? No, David Hayes a household name. David Hayes a household. Yeah, name. I know, so but it'll, it'll be more than that. Bellu's not a household name. Well, he is in this country. He's a household name, mate. 
He's a household. He was on, he's on Good say, Morning Britain. He was I on wouldn't say, like eight out of ten cats and all that sort of thing. Hey is, is obviously more of a household name. Oh, I course, think yeah. Betty was obviously approaching that level. Okay, so if they're both household names, that's what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is Joseph Parker doing and White? I think they'd be. I think. I think Sky would not, would be unimpressed. Should we say if it ends up doing two hundred thousand buys? I think it would do maybe five. Mm. I reckon maybe near a ticket. What Carl said. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's you're going from two household names to no household names. Yeah, says it. You know, Joshua Parker was. Uh... Is it Joseph Parker or Joshua Parker? Oh, uh, sorry, Joseph I Parker. do this all sorry. the time as well. You know, no, I said Joshua Parker. Is in the Joshua Parker. Oh, fight. yeah. You know, do you know I was calling him Joshua. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you made me dead for myself, man. Do you know who else I do that with? Katie Hopkins, <laughs> Trent Alexander Arnold. I keep right. saying Terence Trent oh, every fucking okay. time. But I said the geezer's name. Anyway, sorry, carry on. So you'll pay for it, but you pay for everything. I just pay for everything. We could, we could, we could do that. Like I did for Belly. Yeah. Come here and watch it, and then yeah, yeah. We did. Fil- do you know what? We did film ourselves watching that, but um, I was unhappy with released. how fat I looked in my flowery t-shirt. So vain. Yeah. So um, I've, I've done a bit of weight. I'm doing all right. I, got, I did uh, some modelling yesterday. Did you? Yeah. What for? Oh uh, my refer- hand modelling. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you <laughs> sent me. A, you sent me a picture earlier on WhatsApp, which yeah. made you look like. Um, yeah. A fat Jamie Moore. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was just the angle of the double chin, I think. Yeah. Because you're not fat, but you look yeah. as though you should be. Yeah. yeah. Skinny fat guy. That's, uh, no, my friend of mine, she's got a podcast company and she's wanted some pictures for her website. And so it's just me in headphones with my phone in my hand walking down the street. Oh my God, it's terrible. And, I, and then the one picture she sent me, I was like, oh my God, my posture's terrible. My Take posture? Yeah, because I was sat on a bench leant over. Right. Yeah, so I was like, I look awful. Yeah, yeah I'm sure, because I'm sure Naomi Campbell and all those are always saying, oh, my posture looks terrible. <laughs> well, you know, you've got to, get, got to get everything right. It's more details. Right. Marginal gains, as a Team Sky say. Yeah. Do you know I, had, I got a tattoo done today, right? Yeah. It was on my like, my ribs. Was it Comic Sans? You didn't answer my question. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't text. Okay. Oh, it, was, okay. it was an image of some type. I'll show you after. But uh, my tattoo lady is um, very attractive. Mm. Uh, and at one point, because I'm laying on my side and she's tattooing like on my ribs, right? So she's leaning leaning on like my hip, but her other hand had just flopped over onto the on, onto the area. The jewels. Yeah, and I'm thinking this really hurts, but man, that hand is close to my knob. <laughs> and I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't know whether to you know, get an erection or yeah. cry. Really, yeah. it was. Uh, it, it she's was distracted from the pain. Yeah. That's probably why she does just, it. just as she was getting to the end of um, Crawler's name on it, <laughs> uh, she was. Uh, it really started to hurt. Yeah. Did she do it all in one go then? So it's all finished. Yeah, yeah. So it's all, it's all, no, it was, it was like a. It was a two-hour job. Yeah. So okay, um, all in one go, man. You're good. It's yeah. a painful area, that. Well, I've, 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 I've had those ribs taken by so many body shots over time. <laughs> I just don't think there's any feeling there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just numb. Yeah. Just cracked ribs, but then follow with me falling to the floor for 30 seconds um okay i want to finally talk about british the british heavyweight scene so we mentioned very quickly about nathan gorman yeah um so we've got nathan gorman daniel dubois yeah dillian white um huey fury huey fury huey fury is in a very very strong position with the ibf now as well yeah um joe joyce joe joyce uh, who i joey. still cannot figure out if joe joyce is trolling me or not is, with his personality. Joey? is that the guy's name is that uh, calling him now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what he's calling himself? No, I don't what think. What did he, he say at the fight then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Cinco. he just went, Cinco de Mayo, yay! Yeah. Yeah. Really? No, he said Cinco, Cinco de Joyce. Cinco, there you go. Cinco de Joyce. That's his right. name now. But right. he, um, I watched another interview with him uh, that, that uh, Kugan Cassius did, and 
And it was, I, I still can't tell whether this is just a personality where he's going, this is, oh, I'm going to stick to this personality because people think it's real. And it's Another hilarious. great character, Arn Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, I can't figure it out. But part of me wants to just love him. Uh, another part of me wants to just never watch him ever again. Um, so out of, uh, out of, let's talk about that, that uh, entry level and domestic level of, uh, of the British heavyweights then. So would you put, so at the out of the bottom, still making a way up. Nathan Gorman is the most green. Yeah, you'd say so. Yeah, him and Dubois. Him and Dubois. Yeah, um, and then Joe Joyce. But because of Joe Joyce's amateur side of things, we're going to yeah. see Joe Joyce moves relatively quickly, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about wants to fight in America. There was talk about Brian Jennings. I think in pa- pa- yeah. boxing him. Yeah, don't um, now. David Hay said he was talking to um, Mick Hennessy about making the Huey Fury Joe Joyce fight. But yeah, I don't think. I- I think because you said Hugh Fury's in such a strong position, why would he fight a guy that's not ranked by the IBF? He's going to keep pursuing the IBF route. So uh, we would see we would Huey Fury is the is the next one to have a world title shot. It's the first one he's going to have a world title shot, really, isn't he? Yeah, and I so mean how? So that's Joshua. Then. Yeah, that's Joshua, isn't it? <laughs> and so perhaps if he can get um, um, eliminated against Pulev. Yeah, because Pulev, I think that's what it would be. Yeah, Pulev was supposed to fight White, wasn't he? But yeah. then White's now fighting Parker, so there's the possibility that you'd expect him to get a world title fight. Um, they lost that purse bid, didn't they? Pulev, uh, they lost big, a purse, a big loss of purse bid with Pulev and White. No one beats the Russians at a purse bid. Mm. Yeah, but it was like some random who hasn't got yeah. a TV yeah, channel yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I was looking forward to that as well. Mm. You know, cheerleaders and shit. <laughs> exactly. You know, fire breathing before the fight yeah. starts. Yeah, yeah, tassels yeah. hanging off the ropes. What fight was it when? I can't remember who it was that walked in. I think it was a Povetkin fight. Yeah. And they walked into like two little kids dressed as like miners hammering, hammering like <laughs> a, a hammer on an anvil. And I was like, what is it? I thought I had the wrong channel. Right. I can't remember what it was. I'll have to, I'll find it on YouTube. If I can find it on YouTube, I'll retweet it. But um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, Huey Fury is the one, the most chance of out of that group to, to get a world title shot. I mean, he's not yeah. going to beat Anthony Joshua, yeah. is he? But... What do you, what do you think of Dubois? I don't know. Did you watch the Tom Little fight? Yeah. What did you think? Impressive. To I an extent. We paced it quite well. I you could see him like gassing it though, couldn't you? Tom yeah. Little looked um uh, I was gonna I was gonna say rabbit in the headlights then, but that's probably not the right phrase. He looked like as soon as it started not going his way mm-hmm. quite quickly, but oh yeah. god. You know, I think he doubted himself far quicker yeah. than perhaps he thought he would. If that makes sense. Yeah. I thought yeah. Dubois paced it quite well. Yeah. Ring generalship was nice. Kind of followed him around. Didn't let cut off the ring quite well. I thought he was decent. But you just look and think, you could guess it. You could David Price this. Like, you yeah. just... I mean, what is he, 20? Yeah. Yeah. And he's a big lump. Mm. He's a big lump. His jab could do with a little bit more. He's someone who I I can... I'll have all the patience in the world with someone yeah, like that. Yeah. You just let him... He's won the English title now. Yeah. Great. Um, the British title is going to become vacant soon. Maybe if he wants to have a dig at that. Him and Gorman, maybe, but that's not going to happen for a while. Mm. Um, now, I, I like Dubois. I think you know, I, I could see him gassing it at some point, but I like him. I think he pr- he's decent. I think he's yeah. coming along quite well. I think. I mean, so I mean, in British, uh, is this boxing monthlies? Yeah. So boxing yeah. monthlies. So you've got Joshua White, Fury, Bellew, mm. Fury, uh, Huey Fury, Joe Joyce, uh, Dell, Nathan Gorman, and David Price. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to see David Price fight again, are we? Yes, he's yeah, not, not going to retire. Yeah, he won't retire. <clears throat> he's skinned. Joe Joyce? Yeah, I could see Price and Joe Joyce. Yeah, You could see that. Joe Joyce is so unorthodox. I think he could be... Would you go to Joe Joyce, David Price? Hell yeah. I think I might, you know. Yeah, hell yeah. 
Hell yeah. As long as David Price has that attitude that he had in the Povetkin fight. Like, fuck this, I'm going out swinging. Yeah, I want to give him some money as well, David Price. I'd probably give him a tenner if I just saw him in the street. Yeah. So, you go, mate. Yeah. Would you have a pint with him? I would, David, David Price. I would have a pint with David Price. Now, the Liverpool accent is not a favourite of mine. Yeah. Um, as I'm sure, kind of, whatever my accent is, is not a favourite to them either. But, uh, yes, David Price, I think I could... I'd, I'd want to purposely go and buy him, you know, a pint and probably a, you know, a pot noodle afterwards. Oh, you know. yeah. Or, or, or to have a fight, I didn't want to have a pint with him. Well, I know my 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 dream three, my my dream circle jerk would be Chris Eubank, George Groves, and Anthony Crawler. Uh, but yeah, that's but they're not going to get Eubank, along. Which no. Eubank? Eubank Senior. Uh, no, 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 Junior, senior. because you know, I'm I'm as cool as him. I would have Carl Frampton. Yep, Derek Chisora. You're only saying Carl Frampton because he come over and said hello and f- he pretend he pretended that he knew us when we were in Sheffield. No, because and I, you were like, like, oh, I shook his hand and oh, hi, Carl, all right, mate. No, like, oh, hi, Carl, how are you doing? I'm a big fan. It was like, all right, mate, how's it going? Yeah, 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 yeah. nice one, mate. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> I was, to be fair, I was like that with Sam Eggington. Uh, Sam Eggington seemed to think, like, uh, seemed to think that he knew me or recognised me. You're, you're like Sam. You're like Sam. Yeah. Not Sam Eggington. I told you who it was Scotty Cardle. Ah. So when I went to um, Crawler Linares the first yeah, fight yeah, yeah. and was sat ringside, yeah. um, Scott Cardle came up to me. Right. Uh, and was like, hello, mate, how's it going? Family all right? And the rest of it. And he was such a lovely guy. Yeah. We sat in our chat for about hard to tell him. 10 minutes. And then yeah. I started to, and same with Stephen Smith as well. Um, yeah, I, I get that a lot, actually. People come up to me and seem to know, think they know me from, from somewhere else, one of those places. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Scott Carter, uh, I'm trying to think of big people, though, big people. Because I, mean, I wouldn't want to go for a pint with Floyd Mayweather. No, yeah, that'd be weird. Nah, he wouldn't have a pint either. He'd be a prick. Yeah, you just have like a Gatorade or something. And it's just yeah, no, I'd it'd be Carpenter, Derek Chisora, Tyson Fury, Ty, maybe yeah, Tyson Fury. I don't know. Tyson Fury is the sort of person who like, balance. He balance a pint and he's had a walk around the pub and then it spills. Hey, if you want to know, I don't know if I'd want to fight with someone who's yeah. Who's but like this is just this is the point where you're just going out. You're just well, going out. Just sitting in the... Well, well coaching horse is local. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, quiet yeah. in the corner. Bit just having a chat about boxing. Yeah, bag of pork scratchies. Yeah. Yeah. So Tyson, Tyson Fury would definitely be one. Yeah. Uh, Tony Bell, you. Fuck's sake. I love him now. I, it's like... um, It's like that. It's like <laughs> electrotherapy. You know, like it's like, you know, someone's got like a bipolar, you know, and they can have that treatment where it just resets them. Yeah. That's what happened. And... You know, Coley Chamberlain gave us so much of his title. Was he so did. didn't know didn't know us from Adam. Could have just said no. Yes, he did. Yeah. You know, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, Dave yeah. Caldwell the same is another very very nice chap. I'm a, yeah. I'm a fan of nice chaps. Boxers though, free. Come on. I yeah. All right. So my free would be. I like Chris Eubank Senior. He'd have a martini with a little olive in it and shit. Yeah, I think I'd he'd be great. Punch him in the face. Fuck's sake. I don't think I get. I don't think you get a word in there. With love. Senior. With love. I say I really like. Like you know, like when Shawn Michaels finished off Ric Flair's career. Yeah. Like that. I love you. Yeah, and then spark him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, my George Groves, Tyson Fury, and uh, Errol Spence. Because when we went to Spence, uh, here, when some of his team were knocking about Atterds, uh I don't know. They just all seemed quite. Fun. Yeah. Cool tracksuits. Yeah, but without being... Yeah, we asked for to see if they'd get us one of those tracksuits. Yeah. They said cool no. I like Straight that. away. No. It seems nice, actually, Spence. What about you, T? Oh, you know what? I struggle because most boxers are idiots. I'm sorry to say. I mean, most probably... people are idiots. No, yeah, but box, boxers in particular, I think you have to be a bit weird to be a, to want to be a boxer. Um, I'd probably said Spence as well. Um, Frampton is probably one... 
Why Frampton ones. though? I, mean, no, I like Carl Frampton. There's nothing against. I think he'd be either. super humble, and yeah, I think he'd be a good drinker, yeah. and I think he'd oh, be yeah. well, alright. You know, actually, seems alright. We spoke about him earlier on. Um, Parker. I was going to yeah. say Joshua Parker yeah. again. <laughs> Parker actually seems an actually actual nice bloke, yeah. and weirdly, was that he likes a pint, doesn't he? And this is gonna go against everything we've ever said in this podcast. But I actually quite like Anthony Joshua. I don't know why. <laughs> no, I don't. Because I dislike Anthony Joshua. He does. It does seem dull. But I think we have. There's interest in the stuff that he's into. That I'm um, semi into. I know I can. I'd, I'd like to speak to. I'd like to speak to Joshua because I think he's got far more of a business now of what he wants to do in the game, and particularly after the game and, and other yeah. things that he's got, you know, in embers in the fire, which I think would be interesting. This this podcast is not anti anti Anthony Joshua. Yeah, we what, we're, what we're saying is it it's it we've you know when when he got knocked down by Klitschko and we all screamed that was <laughs> that was just because it's we respected so the different. old champion. Yeah, I like Anthony Joshua. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of the machine around him, but I'm I as a as a bloke he seems perfectly affable. It's a bit annoying to me that he's a massive Jay Z because Jay Z bores the pants off me. Four forty four was a good album though, but. Yeah. <sighs> I love Jay-Z. Oh, I, I don't know. I went to see him a couple of weeks ago. I'm a big fan of Jay-Z. Oh, you went to the On The Run tour? I did. I went to On so The Run So you know tour. the words to Crazy In Love, do you? Yeah, I know it all. Oh, I, I know the words to Crazy In Love. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know to me, though, when that intro comes on, if you're at a party, you've got to get on that dance floor and do the dance, man. Shake that ass. Yeah. You just, you, uh, being there, you just realise how many bangers the pair of them have got. They've just both got so many great records, both of them, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Tony Thompson, sorry. Oh, my God, yes. Mm. Anthony Joshua oh, I thought we were saying aside. current boxers. Nah, current, oh, okay. retired ones as well. That's why we said Eubank Senior. Tony oh, yeah. Thompson, sorry. Yeah, Remember Tony it's... Thompson. That's yeah. good. I like him. Nice guy. Carl Froch? No. Oh, I mean, I couldn't. He'd because be boring. I'd... Yeah. He no. would be boring. He'd be he'd one... talk he'd... about himself. Yeah, and he'd be the type to start going through his like portfolio of houses. Yeah. Asking if you knew anyone that did some good plumbing. Yeah, he'd be dull. Dull. Mm. He's actually very, very intelligent, though, to be fair. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I would want to go for a pint of him. I do you know what, I'd like to say um, send Cal for a pint with uh, Jim Watt and Nick Hallin. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll just tell Hallin to sling his hook and yeah. me and Jim will have a pint because I like quite like Jim Watt. Now? Yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is, like... did you give us your three then? Go on. I said my three. Oh, I said that. Frampton, Derek Chisora yeah. um, and Eubank Senior. Because mm. yeah. I don't, I wouldn't want them to be too much around the same division because then they'll be like I could have fucking beat you in my day and then it's like yeah. oh, let's, just, let's all just sit down and have our port scratchings lads come speaking on speaking of which that was a good do you remember when they did um, Scott ages ago did the, the middleweights uh, like round the table well, like Roy Jones, Jones that was and, wicked yeah they should do that and again Richie Woodard was sat there like what the fuck am I doing here to be, he was nice He was at least he was honest though Richie Woodard he He's was like nice I'm guy. not 100% sure why I'm here yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but who? Uh, Steve Collins he came across awful yeah, I called him for a fight with Eubank Junior. Yeah, 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 and Eubank Senior, you know, Eubank Senior was like, you know, you got me. You're the better man. You be he's so humble, Senior. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he that was, was great. Like, if you've not watched that, that is on YouTube. Really good. You should go and watch that. It was it was the middleweights, and it was like a behind the ropes type thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, behind the ropes type thing. It was with Johnny Nelson. It was like it? a round table. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it was the best bit was when Senior <clears throat> told Steve Collins to his face that Kawasaki would beat him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was um, it. Was wicked. Yeah, Steve that, was, Collins that was good. He, who Collins? Yeah, yeah, he is. He, came, he knew was, he was the worst fighter at that table. Uh, what more than Richie? Yeah, Richie would have beat him. Oh, I'm not, not sure about that. Yeah. Steve, I'm not having that. I don't like Steve Collins. He's a can. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that lovely note, uh, 
We shall leave you to it. Oh, Fantasy League update. What's, what's the score? Oh, I just add it up. So, yeah, David Tarbuck's kicking ass, man. He's on... Yeah, David Am I Tarbuck. still second? Uh, you are first, second, third, fourth, fifth, what? sixth. T's eighth. I'm ninth. Jesus. So, who's top? Give us a top Europa three. Europa League place. David mate. Tarbuck, uh, 22 points. The Goose on 18 points, a reigning champ. He's second, joint second with Anon Zero Max, who's eight, 18 points as well. And our mate Ben Salvi as well. We've got 18 points as well. Okay. So, yeah, we're gonna, we'll keep it going until um, Canelo Golovkin 2. It's like a new champion. Uh, it'd be like a new champion every year. And poor Dino. Oh, my God. He was like our second champion. He's like Blackburn Rovers now. He's right down there. Fuck me. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad that that's happened to he him. He took your title and he's just, yeah, he got carried away, hit the drink. Don't be mean about Dean. We love Dean. We do love Dean. Um... Okay, yeah. So we'll see. What's the next one? We're gonna we're gonna keep it going to what Canelo Golovkin, yeah. We'll keep the fantasy league going until Canelo Golovkin. There's a couple of decent fights towards the end of July, so we'll definitely do at least two or three towards then, and then do a pod maybe after White. Cool. And if you guys have got to the end of here, tweet us your three boxes that you'd like to go for a pint with. Yeah, yeah. I'd be interested. Yeah. Let's current or retired. Or leave it on a review. Or leave it on a review. Yeah. Uh, and we have actually got we might even have a little prize this year for someone whoever finishes top of the fantasy I've got league. an idea prize. Yeah. I've got an idea so get involved good stuff alright we'll see you again next time it's coming home Sports Social Podcast Network